right, good day, everybody. It's Tayana J, your host, curator of Hairspray, Bobby Pins, and Salon Talk podcast. And today for season two, I'm so excited to have this beauty on with us. Um, you know, she will be my first lady forever, but <laughs> but I am so happy and appreciative that she um agreed to do this with us today. So let's get into season two on in my destiny, Beauty and the Crown with Lanisa Brown. Oh, that was a bar. Okay, I didn't I didn't you know, okay, right off the top of my head. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hairspray bobby pins and salon talk welcomes an Atlanta native who's making her mark in the beauty industry. I am so happy to have her as a guest this season where we focus on owning our destiny. Lanisa is the owner and CEO, CEO excuse me, of Crowned Tresses Hair LLC, where you can purchase all of your luxury hair items. In 2017, Lanisa decided to embark on a journey and birth her business. While making her mark in the beauty industry, Lanisa's first love is mental health focus. And I think we can all agree that mental health is so important more than ever. So let's welcome to season two, Hairspray and Bobby Pins. Let's welcome Lanisa to the podcast. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay, so how are you doing today? I always like to start out with that question because it can help gauge a lot of things. Right, right. That's a good question. Um, well, that's a good start. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm tired. You know, a little tired. I went out last night for some drinking and stuff. Um, so I am a little tired because it's early. But yeah. I'm alive. I'm blessed. I'm well. So I don't have any yay yes i'm so excited yes i get that all right so tell us just a little bit about yourself it's always a hard question right i was about to say you know how when people (laughs) ask you to talk about yourself you're like dang yeah or they ask about the whole three to five year oh my gosh right but um so let's see born and raised here um I've been in the hair industry for a very long time you know that mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of got our head start together um, <laughs> in high school in cosmetology class but I've been in the hair industry for a very long time I've always 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 loved like anything uh dealing with hair beauty you know um that's just always kind of been something that attracted me um <clears throat> that I was drawn to uh, but specifically hair um you know I've always loved hair uh, I, I started doing my hair um started doing my hair when I was in probably like elementary middle school mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I was at elementary school fifth grade fifth grade I remember doing my hair for picture day um but my mom she did not know how to do hair and it's so funny that we're <laughs> talking about this now because when I did my interview uh, with Voyage ATL, mm-hmm. so I said this same thing, but my mom did not know how to do hair. Um, so, you know, being a person who loves hair and all those things, like, you know, wanting to follow the trends and stuff, I taught myself. I taught myself how to do, you know, the little flat twist. Yeah. How to roll or set. Taught myself how to use the curling iron. Back then, we used to call it the bevel iron, <laughs> aka flat iron. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, my mom, she used to do like little simple stuff, like hot comb my hair mm-hmm. with that 
uh, pressing comb oil. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I've always kind of been in the hair industry and then just going a little bit further just to tell more about myself. Um, I grew up as the only child, but I do have um, other siblings mm-hmm. on my dad's side. Um, I went to college and then I kind of dived into like the mental health thing. And people always say like, you're drawn to like majors because of your own personal life experiences and I wholeheartedly believe that um because I specifically remember being in um grad school I was in one of my classes Mm -hmm. I specifically remember being in one of my classes and I was learning about a diagnosis called uh schizophrenia Mm -hmm. and so funny ironic my uncle um which is my mom's brother Mm -hmm. she is his caretaker he has schizophrenia Mm. so everything that we were learning in that class I was literally like oh my gosh I've seen him this I've seen him do this I've seen him do that and so you know just really just kind of getting a grasp and an understanding of mental health and what mental health really was because just being completely honest and transparent like when I chose my major when I declared my major as social work when I was in uh, undergrad Uh um, I just knew I wanted to help people I knew I didn't want to be a teacher Um, I tried (laughs) speech pathology and I just wasn't passionate about it I got all my business exposed on yeah, take it off, take it off. <laughs> it's okay. It's not really nothing bad. It's fine. Yeah, you can't really read it, but still. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, like, I just knew I I wasn't drawn to doing those things. I knew I wanted to help, but I also knew I wanted to help in a specific way. And just being somebody who comes from, you know, a low-income community, like, I know what it's like to struggle you know what I'm saying so being a product of those like you know those community programs those community-based programs I'm like okay this is what I want to do but it wasn't until I got to grad school you know when you get to grad school you have to you have to pick a specialization and a concentration so I declared mine to be um families uh families and children um based or whatever and so that's when I kind of dived into mental health and you know I started having those uncomfortable conversations um started having those uncomfortable conversations with my mom like just kind of talking about my uncle's diagnosis you know just kind of exploring more about like his upbringing her upbringing and things like that and then I experienced you know um I experienced kind of just going through uh life transition mm-hmm. after grad school you know they talk about post-grad depression and yeah. after grad school I felt so lost you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> I felt so lost I didn't know what was wrong with me like I was kind of upset all the time I complained all the time like it was just a lot of things and so I started my journey in therapy um I believe I started my journey in therapy early 2019 2018 oh good and um I found my first therapist on therapy for black girls Mm -hmm. and when I tell you it was like love at first sight she was like my favorite homegirl okay nice (laughs) so um that's kind of how I got into it and I've just grown a love and a passion for mental health like I am a strong advocate for people going to therapy I'm a strong advocate for people just kind of exploring mental health um Mm -hmm. because I know that it's 
trendy now. Right. I hate to say that because everybody deserves to tap into, you know, their mental health and everybody mm-hmm. deserves, you know, to be uh, provided with resources to get therapy. But I know it's trendy right now, but I'm just so grateful and thankful that I'm in a place where I can be a person to provide those services, you know, for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah that's kind of a little bit I feel like I went all over the place but that's <laughs> that is okay that's it's my journey <laughs> yeah but I do love um the point that you did make like all of it was great but you, the point you made about the major how it basically reflects your life like it it really does make sense actually and I love that because I've never heard that before but once you said I was like mm, yeah yeah I could see that for sure and then um just to like bring it back down for those that are listening you already kind of understand and know why I started Hairspray Bobby Pins and Salon Talk podcast I was actually looking for a therapist mm-hmm. um so when I was teaching at the beauty school or whatever um uh, one of my co-workers her line sisters I believe yeah her line sister was a therapist and luckily she was not far from the school so I didn't really mind driving far on my off days um and I loved her price her ambiance however I felt like and it's gonna sound so bad (laughs) but I felt like she was a yes a yes therapist like she always said yes to what I said I'm like I need to know like is my compartmentalizing good? Like, girl, give me more than yes, okay? Right. Like, <laughs> give me something. Give me something. So, um, when I title the seasons and I come up with the questions and I reach out to the specific people, it's just my way of ultimately just talking things out. Um, and of course, we all know you're never the only person going through something, but in the midst right. of things, it always feels that way. So I love it all. I love it all. Um, And this kind of backs it because you already told us this, but how would you describe yourself as an individual all around, I guess? Um, I would say busy. Yeah. Okay. I would say busy um, because I am a person who wears a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Um, just with my business and just with, you know, my my career that I got my degree in mm-hmm. and just with my passion and hair, you know, because I, I make wigs, I sell hair products, I, you know, style hair, I do hair. Yeah. And then also on the other end, I am providing mental health services mm-hmm. to clients on, on my own. Right. And, so I do con- I do contract work doing that nice. or whatever. So I wear a lot of hats. So I would definitely say I am busy. Mm-hmm. That would be a word to describe myself. But um, I have a really big heart. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's a blessing and a curse because yeah. I have a hard time with saying no a lot of times, you know, because I remember uh, talking to my therapist and I was just telling her, like, sometimes I do, like, pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. and I pour from an empty cup at times because I know how it feels to not have somebody in your corner yeah. I know how it feels to not have somebody um there for you mm-hmm. you know and so or just not having somebody to talk to so there's been times where I've been at my absolute lowest you know I've been in in times where I did not have the mental capacity mm-hmm. to pour into somebody but I still tried 
Yeah. Because I didn't want to let that person down. And so, you know, just being in a place of healing and just not operating in that space anymore. Um, you know, you just you just learn how to set better boundaries. That's all it is, is better boundaries. Yeah. You know, taking care of yourself because I can't be for you what you need me to be if I'm not what I need to be for myself. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that for sure. Because um I'm trying to think when we get to this, we probably won't. But I wanted to say because I want to throw this in here because we've already answered the follow-up, the next question kind of sort of as to how you got into mental health. Um, and we might backtrack, we'll see. But I wanted to put this question on here, but I did not want to offend you in any kind of way. So basically the question is more so like supporting what you just said of because like when people see you, we always see happy, bubbly, you know, the it girl in a sense, whatever the it girl definition mm-hmm. is for you. So my question is, is it hard being the it girl for everybody? Even though you're trying to be, you know, the it girl for yourself. You know what I mean? I I think because because you are bubbly, you are cheerful, as much as you can be and be present, um, people are drawn and attracted to that. But they don't understand how to appreciate somebody like that, you know? That part. They don't (laughs) have to appreciate somebody like that. And then it's it becomes an expectation. Yes. I mean, that was my issue too. And that's something that I realized too, just through my journey of just, you know, mm-hmm. healing and just, you know, reflecting. Um, but it is hard trying to show up for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, especially when, especially when you're showing up for people and they're not showing up for you in those same ways Mm -hmm. Um, like I said before like there's been times where I've literally been at my lowest like literally crying yeah and depressed and I still found time and found the strength to try to show up for uh friends or you know what I'm saying family and then I felt like during my time it was just kind of it wasn't the same you know that goes back into expectations mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying people expect me to constantly show up because I'm always there and that's a form of people pleasing that yeah. I had to just kind of step back from mm-hmm. and I had to like I said I had to set better boundaries because I was so used to people pleasing mm-hmm. and I think it I think that came from me growing up as the only child I didn't have siblings in my home so mm-hmm. you know my friends were my family my friends were my everything you know what I'm saying and so it also goes into you know just kind of and this may sound bad and you know whomever is listening I hope this doesn't come off as an offense but you just always have to make sure that you're prioritizing the people who are prioritizing you placing people where they belong just because that's not your everyday friend or your you know Everybody can't be an everyday friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you and there there were several posts like that went around talking about how you have to have a friend for this, a friend for that. Mm-hmm. A yes, friend yes. A friend for that. And initially seeing that post, I was just like, no, like I go to church with my friends, I go to the club with my friends, <laughs> I go to brunch with my friends. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you start to realize like everybody can't go mm-hmm. everybody can't go and everybody cannot be in the in the know like everybody does mm-hmm. not 
need to know everything that you have going on mm-hmm. you know and sometimes um you gonna have that friend that you know y'all can have y'all bible study together mm-hmm. you gonna have those well-versed friends but sometimes this is your friend that's just gonna pull up when you down and out you know and i feel like i'm that friend yeah. i may not be able to do everything for you but if you down and out and i need to pull up i'm gonna pull up yeah you know what i'm saying especially if i know what's going on so yeah just you know just kind of breaking free from like people pleasing um you know and everybody else's expectations is not on you Mm-hmm. Everybody's expectations is not on you because I, I've always been a person. Like I said, I've, I've people pleased damn near my entire life, and it took me twenty eight to almost twenty nine years to realize, like, I'm the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. I own. I own this. I mm-hmm. own me. You yeah. know, just because somebody has an expectation for you does not mean you have to, you know, follow through with that expectation that they have of you definitely no I agree with that for sure I was like hmm let me just throw this out here (laughs) yeah that was a really that was a really great question yeah because I think um a lot of people always want to know too and they just they just assume with it you know yeah it's it's really hard it's It's really hard because you know sometimes like people expect people expect you to do so much Mm -hmm. you know and you know even me like some I I had to tell one of my friends a while ago I was just like I know I've been a shitty friend to you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yeah. I just had to be I'm sorry for cursing my no do you think I was like I know I've been a shitty friend to you you know mm-hmm. and I'm one I don't mind apologizing I don't mind owning up and acknowledging my wrongs mm-hmm. especially if especially if I'm aware you know what yeah, I'm yeah. especially if that self-awareness is there but I also had to acknowledge like I know I've been a shitty friend to you, but you've been a shitty friend to me too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We both been shitty friends to each other, and I didn't. I didn't even really feel like it was equivalent to really being a shitty friend. It was more so of we were both just going through transitional phases mm-hmm. in our lives, and and our friendship dynamic changed. Yeah. Okay, you know that's something that I realized as an adult. Like our friendship dynamics are going to change. Oh, that's one that's that's just get to me in my heart. Girl, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, but why? Why? Why I gotta change? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to accept. And um, I had a, a conversation with my god sister. Uh, well, really, my she's my friend, but she's really mm-hmm. my god sister. Um, and so we've been friends. We've been friends since I think my my was it my my freshman year of high school mm-hmm. maybe sophomore I think it was sophomore I don't remember but anyway <laughs> we've been friends for a very long time mm-hmm. and I think we experienced a, a friendship change a relationship change um when she went no when we both went to college mm. you know it changed our relationship dynamics changed because when you go to college you meet other friends mm-hmm. you know and you know you form you know they say your friends from college those are your lifelong friends you form relationships and things like that and so we were not as prioritized as we used as mm-hmm. we were in the past and so um you know just over the years we both been through different phases and different seasons in our lives but I think that is the only that is well let me not say the only but that is one of the friends that 
I have come to a place of understanding and acceptance. Like we both like know we're gonna go through these changes mm-hmm. and we've always just been able to adapt. Like literally, we've always been able to adapt no matter what it was, no matter what side of the the world we were on, we just always adapted. And I had to tell her the other day because <clears throat> she was once my she was once my everyday friend mm-hmm. and she's still very near and dear to me you know that's yeah. literally my right hand but again our relationship you know changed because she started um placing boundaries not just with me but with everybody in her mm-hmm. life you know she she realized and recognized that she cannot pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. and so there were times where I felt like I needed to talk and she were she was not available Mm-hmm. And so that's why even even when I talk to my clients now, like I tell my clients, you need to find some coping skills that don't involve other people. Yes. You're always so reliant on other people. <laughs> you your life is gonna be in shambles. You mm-hmm. are gonna be in shambles. And so I had to tell her, like, I really genuinely appreciate you for I really genuinely appreciate you for having boundaries for yourself. Yeah. You know, because she can she'll tell me like I can't talk right now I'll call you tomorrow you know I just finished doing x y and z like mm-hmm. I'll call you tomorrow when I get settled blah 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 or like she when she don't feel like talking she gonna say I don't feel like talking <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I appreciate that because at one point it used to piss me off mm-hmm. but just being in a space of setting boundaries and just you know getting to a place of understanding I'm like bruh <laughs> I aspire to be that. Yeah. I aspire yeah. to be that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I completely get that. And that's a good segue into our next question. But before we get into it, um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, not just a personal stand, but a professional stand for me as well. I don't respond <laughs> I don't respond to hair stuff after nine o'clock. Like, mm-mm, I'm, I'm sorry, my brain is not functioning. The cells are not there. Um, okay, we have about 10 minutes. But anywho, um, can you still see me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but the function is not there, if you must. And um, and I'm just like, oh, great. But most people start to understand it, and they, they get that. So I'm just like, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Um, some people still don't understand it because people used to text me at like 12 midnight and I'm like oh yeah this is what you need to do like no I need to relax and get ready to go to bed (laughs) for sure Um, so let's answer this one and then we'll see what's going to happen after that (laughs) (laughs) Um, so our good segue would be would you say self discovery is a continuous journey um, one should take and then if so what would you say has been a memorable moment during your self-reflection um yes I definitely think it's a continuous journey um and I just always equate it to just healing you know there's a lot of a lot of us are healing from like childhood traumas or just traumas in general Mm -hmm. um and one thing that someone told me was healing is not linear you know you're gonna you're gonna have your 
your waves and flows. Um, so, you know, just always just aspiring and, and moving towards being a better person, a better friend, sister, daughter, cousin, all that, you know, just yes. aspiring to consistently be better, do better, and not even just being all of those things for those people, but being all of those things for myself. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> just always wanting to, you know, do better um and you said what was the second part oh, of the, the second part was if so what would you say has been a memorable moment during your self-reflection um a memorable moment was realizing that I wouldn't even necessarily say this was a memorable moment but I mean <laughs> I kind of always, I've kind of always done this, but I, I haven't had as many transparent conversations as I, as I have now than I did in the past. But um, I would say just really digging deep um, and reflecting on every situation. Okay. Every situation that I've that I've been through, whether I was the villain or the victim, mm. um, and just you know really reflecting on that and, and saying, dang, like that was messed up or you know dang you know what I'm saying um <clears throat> because oftentimes like when people tell stories they don't really tell the whole thing <laughs> the whole thing they gonna tell their side but they can <laughs> tell the other side and so I feel like I do a good job of that um whenever I am telling stories because I am both the victim and the villain in some people's stories and at the end of the day I'm okay with that you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because at times where I was the villain in people's stories, I know I was coming from a place of hurt or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and, and when I say villain, I'm not out here just legit doing people dirty. You know, of course, it's been like some unintentional things or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't ever intentionally do things to hurt people. Um, but sometimes when communication is not being had or you know the communication is just lacking it creates time and space for people to just think things and create scenarios within yeah and I've been a person who unfortunately (laughs) fortunately and unfortunately sometimes I don't care to clear my name yeah I don't care to clear my name you know if you think this then you just gonna think it if we're not talking we're just not talking you know what I'm saying and so that's another thing that I feel like um, has been something that um, has been memorable. Just having uncomfortable conversations with yeah. friends and family because I'm not, as much as people think I am, I'm not a very confrontational person. So if I come to you about something that's bothering me or if I come to you and let you know how I feel, that means I really care. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? That means I really care. So that, I think those are some things um, that has been memorable. Just me, you know, reflecting and just uh, having those uncomfortable conversations. And just um, ownership of it. Well, yeah, just taking ownership and, you know, just saying, hey, like this happened, you know, you did this, I did that, or I did this, you did that, or I did this, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and, or just accepting the apology and just moving forward. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that nice okay so really quickly preparing to transition mentally emotionally and physically into entrepreneurship what made you decide to become your own boss (laughs) 
question. Um, transitioning mentally, physically, and, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think initially when I started my business, I thought it would be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just with just not having that knowledge, you know, the lack of knowledge that I had starting a business i think i started my business in what 2018 so just the lack of knowledge that i had you know um that went into starting a business or whatever yeah um i didn't i don't really feel like i prepared myself honestly and truthfully i just kind of just did it like it was something that i really wanted to do and i got to a point where you know sometimes and i tell people this all the time i see our time is uh running out but you want me to keep going or do you keep going and we'll just kind of cut off and restart okay good okay but yeah I try to tell people this all the time like it's okay for you to share certain things with your friends Mm -hmm. um or your family but you also have to understand that they are not going to always be your target audience yeah you know then too I got to a point where initially when I first started my business I was asking everybody for their opinions and Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes you know people's opinions can deter you away from what you really want to do so I was asking people about their opinions about my logo or about what type of what type of textures I should sell all types of stuff and I really should not have done that because I was I purchased the logo initially my first my very first logo I purchased that logo and I did not like it Mm. everybody else was like oh it's so cute it's so cute it's so cute and I did not like it like it just wasn't something that I felt like it was well I felt like it was me at that time but I just wasn't sold on it so when I went when I went back and I just started like trying to just revamp my business and things like that um or you know when I did my rebrand I didn't I got to a place where I didn't talk about it I didn't really want to share much about it because I didn't want anybody else's opinions or visions to steer me away from Mm -hmm. my first instinct or what I really like you know because when you have too many opinions it just clouds your judgment so um yeah I wouldn't necessarily say um I wouldn't necessarily say that I prepared for it but that's something that um I kind of just kept in mind, you know, just making sure that I'm not sharing too much. Um, and you know, you gotta, sometimes you have to talk to like-minded people, other entrepreneurs, you know? Um, so I would definitely, I know you didn't ask this question, but advice, I would definitely give, um, I would definitely give other people the advice of, you know, just kind of surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, people who are, they don't necessarily have to be in the same industry as you, but people who are entrepreneurs because family and friends don't necessarily always understand. They're gonna support you because it's you. Yeah. They're not your target audience. They don't know what your target audience is. They don't know what it's like to run a business. Yeah, I agree because I did the same thing and that actually steered me away from a lot of things because I was like, oh my goodness, like uh, um why why y'all don't like this or just tell me a little bit more trying to think of it as a consumer um I guess a consumer what is it uh, like a consumer um test or something that's not the word I'm looking for but I was just like oh great <laughs> like what what is going on um but yeah like because I try to sell here in 2014 there's one company I don't even know if they're still around called hair ink and, uh, oh, I thought you were gonna say Maven. Mm-mm, I no, I did see a lot of people doing that. Yeah, this 
place was on peat month at the time and oh i used to love their hair and when it came out with the whole little um wholesale situation i was like oh this is perfect yes and then i was like discouraged because i was like well i got the support that i thought i had but ain't nobody got nothing but i should have <laughs> stuck to it i really should have stuck to it and it was like well you know you live and you learn right type of thing but you just really have to especially when you are trying to translate your personality into your business make sure your business can translate to a a profitable consumer good that people really need that's in the market or in the market that everybody is doing but it's like okay cool so besides it just being me what else will make the people come and purchase so I completely understand and agree with that and we are good to go so don't worry okay great um (laughs) okay so let's continue have you well you did answer this as to have you always been interested in hair and beauty but was there like a specific thing that made you be like oh yeah I'm definitely got to get into hair and beauty feel like it was a specific thing more Mm -hmm. so hair than beauty yeah Um, I mean you know when we were in cosmetology class we learned hair and we learned beauty yeah um we learned how to you know wash hair we learned how to do (laughs) silk presses we learned you know we even learned how to uh, relax hair Mm -hmm. but we also learned makeup application and it's so crazy that we learned all those things in the mm-hmm. past. And even now to this day, I feel like I personally, like my makeup looks good, but I feel like I can do like a everyday face. But when mm-hmm. it comes to like a a really snatched and sculpted yeah. face, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Like, yeah. I don't really like, and that's something that I want that that's a goal that I set for myself. Like just wanting to explore more into the, the beauty, like, you mm-hmm. know, makeup, like industry and just learning um correct products and things like that for my face because I mean I I feel like I'm pretty basic when it comes to my makeup like I'll do eyebrows you know the concealer I'll put a little brown shadow (laughs) on my eyes throw my lashes on girl I still struggle with trying to do a um oh like a wing yeah wing you know um and then just you know contouring your face I have very oily skin uh at times well I have combination skin Mm -hmm. um in the summertime I get really really oily summer and springtime I get really oily and then fall and winter I get dry and so just trying to find the products that works best for me um yeah and I mean I did pretty good this was a quick beat (laughs) you did amazing (laughs) <laughs> thank you. and you always had great brows so I was like girl I'm, thank you cause yes. my brown lady really did cut me a little short over here but I'm gonna let her you got to you got girl, to yes. but yeah I think um, <laughs> I think I've always kind of like loved all things hair mm-hmm. um, and I've always loved like I've always loved makeup because I I feel like when the trends were around back in the day, like when we did the two tone eyeshadow, (laughs) and we were doing the the not the black but the bright lips with the candy Mm -hmm. yum yum, you know all of that hair archive that girl listen because (laughs) baby (laughs) we were out here with no liner just vibes yeah that's crazy no no lip liner just vibes girl 
just crazy. And to think, you really do need a liner. It really does take your look up just a little bit. It does. It does. But one thing I just can't stand, and I, <laughs> I hope the girls don't like the <laughs> But I just, I really want us to end that liner. Like, it really bothers me mm-hmm. when I can just see. Yeah. Man, like, you can just see the line of demarcation. Like, yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. You want us to know you're wearing Mac Cork, but <laughs> just like smooth it out a little bit. <laughs> I get oh it. My gosh. No, I agree no, with I that. Don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it's just something for me because even like when I do my lip, I have to like make sure. Like, I like, I like people to see that I have on lip liner, but mm-hmm. I still blend it in a way like it's like an ombre. Yeah. You know, it's sure. not. Yes. <laughs> you know, but I just, baby, blend. <laughs> and that's why I think that's another reason why I don't really do too much like when it comes to my makeup because I don't want to look cakey I don't want to look you know like yeah that's weird <laughs> alright so we are getting down to our last few questions Um, and it's great because some of these we have already kind of touched bases on but I'm um, going into more so of your hair like professional on the professional hair side how did you come up with your business name um so at the time <laughs> uh I had so many different names and mm-hmm. when I initially I I started thinking about my business way before I started my business mm-hmm. and so at the time when I started thinking about um my business name there were not a lot of hair pages that had crowned in them mm-hmm. yeah. um, as it is now. And initially, I started, of course, wanting to sell hair. But that's when I, you know, I was I was making wigs. And mm-hmm. at the time, like, wigs, wigs were a thing, but they weren't really a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They were a thing, but they weren't really a thing. And so I wanted to change the narrative for wigs I didn't want people to think oh this is a wig no I want you to feel like this is a crown yeah I think too because I kind of uh correlated it to the fact that I've kind of always been involved like with royal court you know Mm -hmm. I was involved when we were in high school yeah involved in college so I kind of just you know make you feel different when you are involved in um extracurricular activities like that for sure exactly and so for me it was just like okay like you know it's just always been like royal this right like royal court you know crown mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i want people and i think too for me like even when i even when i was doing hair uh back then like just you know how you know how it is after we're yeah. somebody's hair and they're just so excited they so mm-hmm. happy like you know their self-esteem just kind of boosts so just putting it into perspective like I want everybody is a queen I want you to feel like a queen like I want you to feel like this is the crown on your head you know everybody say your hair is your crown so that's kind of how I came up with the crown aspect it was just so many different things that I you know it wasn't just like okay I'm gonna do crown tresses yeah literally thought about this and then yes um because I was gonna name it crown collection and Mm. I was like hmm I like crown tresses because I want yeah. people to know that this is hair. You know? Yes. I want people to know that this is hair, but let me tell you where I messed up at. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though this is not a question, but for people who Ooh. are thinking about starting a business um, and you are thinking about expanding, 
don't limit yourself. I limited mm-hmm. myself by doing crown tresses because mm-hmm. now I'm in a place where wanting now I'm in a place of expansion. I want to expand yeah. and I want to provide other things, but I don't want it to just be um minimized to one thing or specific, right? Mm-hmm. Specific to just crown tresses. Yeah. Because now I have more than just tresses. I make wigs. I sell hair products. I Mm -hmm. sell bundles. You know what I'm saying? I sell merch. So, um, and then I'm also trying to incorporate some other things. So, just the tresses. I wish I could just drop the tresses, but now, honestly and truly, Crown is so oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Want to find like, and and that's something that I've been working on too. Like, just a full rebrand. Yeah, um, I've been working on it, and I've been very quiet about it. So you're, yeah. you're the first that I, you know, this is the first Ooh, time. Exclusive. <laughs> Look, exclusive information. You heard it here first. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it's exclusive. But no, I've been working on trying to figure out, you know, how I want to revamp my business, and I've been taking my time. Like this has been something that's been in the works for for a little over a year. Not even a little over. It's been a year and a half because I remember I had a consultation meeting with somebody back in 2020 mm-hmm. um, so this is something that I've been continuously like working on and you know like they say great things take time so yes. I'm not rushing on it when it comes it's gonna come I, I had a name and at that phase of my life it worked but now I feel like I've moved past that phase of my life and so I just want something that I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. um you know that that screams me when I did my first rebrand from that first logo to the one that I have now mm-hmm. one thing that I said was I felt like that upgrade was like it, it screamed you know more looks more grown mm-hmm. and that's how I felt in that season of my life like I felt like I was you know transitioning yeah. like a grown adult now mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> 28 about to be 29 and I just want I just polished sleek you know yes definitely i get it because i agree with you i hated my first logo or i and i oh the amount i paid for something i could have did myself girl (laughs) don't get me started (laughs) so i've been in a trend like even though season one my season one podcast was about um a transformative life i have been in a transitional season continuously because now I'm at the point of okay let me think about retirement what does that look like from behind the chair I never thought about this is not to say I don't have myself set up financially but I just never thought about not doing hair so now I'm like hmm when do I want to retire I mean I could be really limited part-time what does retirement look like for me so now I'm on the journey and the quest of we're we're doing all exclusive things today okay i am looking into actually starting a school um but an academy (laughs) yes i want it to be an academy very Mm -hmm. um i don't want to be too hard to get into but like you know we we mean business over here okay i'm not trying to enroll classes every three months no Mm -mm. we're gonna do a little bit longer and I, of course, I need to touch all the tiers that's required by the State Board of Georgia. But I also want to give you more than what you are paying for within your tuition. You know, I really wanted to make sense. So that's where I am now. And, you know, we are just, we writing these, these 
writing these things down because I feel like if our notebooks, iPads, phones could talk about entrepreneurs and where they were, what they wrote out, um, logos, mission statements, all the things, they would tell a, a longer story than what we can right now. So I understand. And I just think, you know, you're doing great things. Thank so, you. You're welcome. So what's next for you professionally? You kind of gave us a little bit. So we don't got to say too much. Just, you know, <laughs> great things is coming professionally next. Yes. Um, I can tell you off camera. Just a little minimum. Yeah. That's so I can tell you off camera, but definitely I'm working on um, merging. And, that, and I feel like, you know, when God gives you a purpose, you just have to, you have yeah. to. Um, so what I'll say is, um, so yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, what I'll say is, cause this has always kind of been something that I have spoke about, mm-hmm. um, but what I'll say is I am still working on, um, trying to merge mental health and the hair industry yes listen it can work okay yeah and so um that's something like I have I have already pinpoint pinpointed what exactly I want to do Mm -hmm. um it's going to be hard you know but um so really just kind of focusing on how I want to do that yeah because I'm a person who has a background in mental health and I have a background in you know the the hair industry um and so just wanting to merge the two that's what's next that's what's next let's get the conference together let's get the conference (laughs) listen hair therapy girl I'm there I'm there (laughs) okay I'm first ticket please <laughs> I mean, when you think and too when you really think about it like hairstylists cosmetologists or just people who are in the beauty industry like we really be providing therapy services yes and the stories the stories that <laughs> been told every time like literally pictures i have seen that i don't want to see on my own self but <laughs> literally like even when you go get your lashes done you go yeah get your you go get your Brazilian wax mm-hmm. or get your hair done like the girls always come with a story yeah you can ask one question and then boom you know somebody entire life I been, girl he done did this this <laughs> that in the third I done pulled up on him at his job yes. girl I did this this I'm like See, I've never been that stylist, but I've grown to be, and I'm like, what? He did what? Or I'm like, but what did you do? What did you say? Like, at this point, I'm like, I'm invested. I'm invested. So every time I come back, I'm going to need to know more. I need to know more. I need to know more, but that has always been my, that has always been like my spirit though. Yeah. That's always been me. You know, um, I ha- I actually had a friend text me the other day, like, matter of fact, yesterday. Mm-hmm. She texted me yesterday just thanking me um, for being there for her, uh, you know, through her time of need. Like, I've always, like I said, I've always been that, I've always been that person. Yeah. I don't know. People, people be telling me all their business and <laughs> so I don't mind it, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful and lucky enough that you trust me. You yes. Know, to, to seek my advice or to, you know, tell me what's going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? but that's that's a blessing you know it's a blessing in the curse it is i've had that happen 
random people. I be at the grocery store. Nigga just asked me. First off, it don't even look like I worked there, but he <laughs> must. And then I could just say one thing, and then I just know them for that moment. And I'm like, are we friends now? Like, no, but it's just I understand that that gift is what it is. You know, ultimately it is a gift. So, uh, so beautiful, so beautiful. Okay, so um, getting down to our last questions. Do you have a phrase you live by or that stands out in your mind? And it's okay if you don't. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that I have a phrase that mm-hmm. I live by, but I do remember um, my mentor from high school, she told me, never let a mistake in life become a period. Insert a comma and keep moving forward. Keep writing your story. So, you know, I think that I think that just means well to me I would say to me it just means you know no matter what happens in life like we're gonna experience roadblocks we are going to experience um you know breaks in the road even if we have to take a break or even if um even if we have to take a break even if we have to even if we have to take a break, even if we have to take a detour, mm-hmm. um, just keep going. You know, yeah. no, it don't. It don't matter how long you sit or how long it takes you to get back up. But just don't let it be the end. Like, don't let something end you. Yeah. Sense like so. That's something that I've always kind of just kept in the back of my mind, no matter what season I was in. And like I said, this was coming from a mentor that I had when I was in high school. I, I can't even remember the specifics on like what happened and what mm-hmm. made her tell me that, but it has always been something that has stuck with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just, I would definitely say like, never let a mistake or a situation in life become a period. Just insert your comma and keep moving forward. Keep writing your story um, because it's life. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. so much life to live and we, I feel like we oftentimes take things for granted with, um, you know, just, just life, but also too, like, you know, mental health matters. Take as many breaks as you need to, you know, if you you need to go lay down, like that's my, that's my, that's my theme of the year. Like I, I love how, and I just, I just tweeted this the other day. I love how like everybody, well, black women are embracing like their soft life era, Yes, you know, and just really taking a break. Like the whole working hard to the point where you can't sleep and you know you you just out of it like yeah. that is toxic you know um, I can't work like that even when I was in college if I don't do nothing else I'm gonna lay down <laughs> I'm gonna lay down I'm gonna lay down I and when I lay down I'm gonna lay down yeah <laughs> so listen I can't I can't function when I'm tired. Yeah. Invest when I'm well rested. So if I have to take a nap at eleven o'clock PM mm-hmm. and wake up at three o'clock AM, then that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. In order to get it done by any means necessary, get it done, but don't kill yourself trying to do it. So. Yeah. And I think that's a coping mechanism. Um, and I'm speaking from experience because I was definitely a workaholic and I've slowed down a lot. 
um especially working like multiple jobs at once just because I always felt like I needed to be occupied or I needed to be doing xyz it's definitely like I said a coping mechanism and a defense um if you must in some kind of way um but now listen I'm at the salon but I ain't at the salon all the time okay and my coworkers want to be all in my beeswax and I haven't seen you in so long yes I'm I'm doing me you'll see me next week I'll see you soon. See you soon. <laughs> I'm doing me. Yeah. I know that's right. And then don't be all in my pockets. Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. We got don't other stuff. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> we got other stuff going on, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so I know I said this in the beginning that I hate these type of questions, but I have to ask them. Okay. How do you see yourself in the next three years? Um, and do you like when people ask this question? It's literally typed out like that. <laughs> um, that's a loaded question. Uh, but I, honestly, you know what? And I'm going to say this. I saw a post yesterday that said, um, dang, what did it say? It said something along the lines of, I don't want my plan. I want God's plan. Mm-hmm. Just from experience, me just being a person who literally planned my whole entire life out, mm-hmm. and having things just kind of yeah, and do what they do. <laughs> um, I can say what I would want for for myself for the next three years, but that don't mean it's gonna happen. Like yeah, um, but I definitely would say like in the next three years, I hope to have a team. Yes, I would say I hope to have a team. You know, a very flourishing business well businesses yes not even the word businesses but very <laughs> flourishing businesses That's yeah multiple streams multiple streams of income um definitely but i definitely hope to have a team in the next three years and just I'll keep it there. Yeah, I keep love it. it. I'm gonna keep, it keep the people guessing more. Keep it light, yes. But yeah, I would definitely say, yeah, I want a team in the next three years. I need a team. Yeah. Especially um, with just trying to grow my my businesses and um, trying to grow my businesses and you know just wanting wanting to be able to do more with my time and myself. You know, just wanting to outsource. So that I won't be about trying to do everything, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely want to dive more into um, doing bridal, bridal. Yes, yes. It's so you gonna cry every time, girl. I just love, I just love, love. I just love (laughs) weddings, like all of that. I just um, and when I did have my my first experience styling somebody's hair like it was really good yeah just styling their hair for their wedding um so yeah and just really trying to figure out next steps um what I what I really what I really want to like really focus on because you know I told you I'm gonna combine the two but like what am I going to focus more on yes it does it does that's good um if you had to leave our listeners with something or anything what would it be Hmm. (laughs) I would say bet on yourself yes bet on yourself believe in yourself um write your ideas down 
write them down and really put them into action because I cannot tell you how many times I've had an idea mm-hmm. thinking that I was the only person with that idea and I thought it was a dumb idea and I did not go through with it mm-hmm. and seeing people take off with the ideas that I know girl I can't even <laughs> I can't even it's so many products it's it's so many products it's so many ebooks it's so many all these yeah. things that I had in my mind years ago and I was like mm, people not gonna buy that people not gonna do that yeah you know and so I would just say you know bet on yourself write your ideas down yeah um yeah, bet on yourself. People don't know what they don't know, so they gonna always go. And to don't be afraid of failing. Yes, Do not be afraid of failing because it builds character. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just being in a being in a space of having to pick yourself back up after you failed tremendously, mm-hmm. after you've done something tremendously wrong, or you failed somebody, or you know you failed at your business, or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, just don't be afraid of failing like I think that was something that I struggled with and sometimes I still struggle with like not wanting to put certain things out because it's not perfect yeah not wanting to put certain things out because I'm afraid of failure or I'm afraid of not getting that support but it doesn't matter yeah and people are going to support you because they want to support you like there's nothing that you can do um to make somebody support you if they don't want to support you yeah definitely the people who are meant to support you, the people who are meant to support your brand, your target audience, like they're gonna flop. So yeah, don't don't be afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. Um, bet on yourself and write your ideas down. Yeah, definitely. That was good. That was good. And while we wrap up, where can the people find you on social media? Well, you can find me on social. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you can find me on social media. My personal page at Lanisa Jamia is L-A-N-I-S-A Jamia J-A-M-I-A. Or you can find me on my hair page at Crowned with a K, Crowned Tresses Hair on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on nice. and YouTube. YouTube. Yes, you I'm are a YouTuber. I'm girl look don't don't give me too much <laughs> I'm getting back into YouTube I'm actually gonna post the uh thing on my page today for a Q&A um yeah. like okay thing, just so I can get back into the groove of things because yeah. I really enjoy filming for YouTube and I just kind of got away from it you know yeah it is fun I love content creating but yeah. oh I would love to say thank you so much for doing this taking time out of your schedule um everybody Listen, we just wrapped up another amazing episode, if you must. Um, I don't like to really call it an interview, but an episode in discussion with Atlanta's own princess. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but we were wrapping up with um, Lanisa, uh, CEO, owner of Crown Tresses. Um, she's an amazing person, so don't worry. I'm going to link her website all of her social handles down below in the um what is it the show notes if you must so thank you so much for being here and everybody yes everybody don't forget we are more than hairspray and bobby pins we are well yeah we are more than hairspray and bobby pins okay (laughs) but we are um 
your salon talk is brought to you okay brought to you by your host me tayana J. so we will talk to you soon until next service everybody bye Woo! <laughs>